Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, Andrea here. I am the author of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. And I'm so excited because I I wanted to share this with you because I remember there was a time in my life where I actually Googled how not to care, how to stop caring. I literally was Googling this. So I decided that I wanted to do a podcast, a a video for you here too, um, just on the idea of how to stop caring, how to not care and put yourself first. So if you are caught like thinking and wishing that you didn't care as much, you know what? it's okay. It's hard not to care. So whether or not you are going through a breakup, whether you're in a toxic relationship or simply, you know, someone's just disappeared out of your life. um, Also, when you love someone with an addiction, it is really, really tough. And I remember thinking to myself, I wish I didn't care. I asked myself, like, why do I care so much? I even Google searched it, as I said, how not to care crazy, right? (laughs) Anyway, the fact that I did this is so sad to me because I know that caring is such a wonderful strength actually. Um, So I needed to do this topic. I needed to share it with you because I bet I'm not alone in this subject matter, especially when you love someone with an addiction. So do you ever wish that you didn't care as much or you wish that you didn't love as hard? Um, Perhaps you love someone with an addiction and your life has become preoccupied, you know, with their problem, with their, you know, struggles and their health conditions and things like that in your life, in their life in general. So why is it that we might wish that we could not care, right? That we wish we didn't care as much at least. So when a person you care about doesn't seem to care about you and and they don't seem to honor your values and they, you know, it's really devastating. It's really heartbreaking to admit to yourself, like, this is like not right. So we often hold on to relationships that we're, that obviously have meaning to us. We hold on to the person that they used to be. Um, and we're not realizing sometimes that the other person may not be feeling the same way back. The other person may not be wanting to change. The other person may not be, you know, wanting to receive any sort of care from us. And that's really hard, right? When I know when I loved somebody with an addiction, um, I did everything for them, right? And so I was like literally bending over backwards for this person. Um, So sometimes when you love, when you love someone so much, 
they can even, we can even fail rather to see how that person is treating us. It can, we can actually fail in actually seeing the situation for what it really is. So you might catch yourself wishing that you didn't care as much as you did do. And some of the things that you might be feeling, so you might desire not to care because you might've been really hurt. You might be disappointed. You might be devastated. You, you might just want to not be as invested anymore in there. You might need some distance and space. You might feel exhausted. You might be feeling taken advantage of. You could also be feeling like, you know what? I need some, I need to step back to get some strength here because you're knocked down, feeling exhausted. And it sometimes might be that you're just no longer feeling like this is fair. This isn't fair anymore. And you need that freedom or you need that calm. So these are all reasons why you might feel like you want to stop caring. I remember literally, like I said, Googling it and taking notes of all how I can, you know, not care as much because this is so hard. I wish that I didn't care. <laughs> and so I, I wanted to share this with you. So now I want to back up here a little bit and talk about when caring actually becomes a problem because caring in and of itself is not a weakness. Like I really want to highlight the fact that caring is not a weakness. Caring means that you have a good heart. So making sure that you know that and that you, um, that your nature, we don't want to get rid of your nature. We don't want to get rid of that. So if this subject does resonate with you, it probably means that you are caring too much and you're losing your own self-care and your or you're losing your the boundaries as a result. So what begins to happen is that we start to carry the weaknesses of those around us. We start to carry the problems of those around us. We start to take it on as our own. So we begin to take on others' problems as our own. And we're trying so hard to fix or help or relieve someone else's pain. Does that sound familiar? I know it's so common when you love someone with an addiction to have all this happening. So you start to let the care of others actually go above and beyond your own respect for yourself. It goes above and beyond. And that's where the trouble lies. That's when it becomes too much. And so knowing how not to care can be very freeing. It's about freeing, freeing yourself from the burden of needing to please, needing to fix, needing to change others, um, and that endless amount of effort that you're putting in. So this idea here is about shifting your focus back on to taking care of you and your well-being. So that's what this whole podcast is about now. As you know, not just this episode, but all of them is all about taking back your power, having the courage to do that. So let's jump in. Let's jump into some nuggets of wonderful wisdom that we, and some tips to help you stop caring as much. So let's do that. So one of the tips is obviously to realize your self-worth. So when you love someone with an addiction, it's normal to feel inadequate and unlovable. We put up with a lot going through that. So the average person can feel the same level of physical pain as it is from a broken heart. So when we have a broken heart, it can feel just as hurtful as physical pain. And so the average person feels this. It's very common, very human. So what we want you to do and what we have to do and what I did is we need to realize our worth. We need to realize, you know, what value do we bring? Like tap back in 
into your worth. So even if you're not being appreciated by the addicted loved one in your life, and actually maybe you're even being gaslit and told that you're crazy or, you know, all those things that come along with it and your, your self-worth is just eroding, you know, um, it's really important for you to realize your value, your self-worth, what what value you bring this world. And if you're having trouble seeing that, I always recommend to, to connect to someone that you know loves you, um, that admires you and, and ask them, you know, what value do I bring this world, right? So making sure that even if you're not appreciated by the addicted loved one in your life, using this opportunity to tap back into your strengths and surround yourself with those people that remind you of what you value, what value you bring, the strengths that you have. Realize your self-worth. That's one of the wonderful ways to tap back into you um, and so that you can shift the focus onto you and, and stop caring as much. Another tip is to let go and follow your heart. So to not care as much, you need to let go. Now, it sounds easier said than done. So to heal a broken heart, you need to let go of emotional baggage or heaviness. And to do that, we, we want to shift and do things that make you feel happy and make you feel rewarded. So it's really important to trust that craving that you're having right now to not care, to realize, I wish I didn't care is a sign like, I need to turn the care back onto myself. I need to follow my heart here. I need to listen to that gut instinct too. I need to stop caring. So I need to let go a little bit and I need to care for myself. And this is really important to turn it inward on. You turn your caring onto yourself. You need it more. You need it now. It's not easy loving someone with an addiction. So don't get caught in that trap of, uh, living your life for others, what you want to do now is shift and flip the caring on to yourself. So another tip to not care as much is to do you again, right? Who are you? Who, who are you when you're having fun? What brings you joy? So make a list of all the things that you love to do and think about those things and focus on things that really bring you life and joy and happiness and focus on these things and, and do them more often. Sometimes you know, we are so focused on what we wish someone would be acting like or what they're doing. We almost lose sight of what it is that we want. Other people's needs, you know, take, oh, like take precedent over, you know, what's important to us. So what are your needs? What do you love to do? What are your values? What's fun for you? You know, so do something that brings joy to your life. And as we know, we need to increase those moments where we have those positive emotions. So creating a joy list is really fun and try to incorporate more things that bring you happiness into your days. So taking time each day to do at least one thing for yourself. So get back to your life again, right? Maybe it's going for a bike ride or taking a hike or joining a fun group. Um, surrounding yourself with good things is really important. So do you again, right? That's a wonderful way to shift the focus, shift the lens and not care as much. All right, so another tip is accept the fact that they do not care about you. Now, I know I cringe when I say that, but it's a bitter truth, right? You can't compete with addiction. You 
it's really an essential step to your healing to realize that, you know, you keep fighting to win back this loved one that has changed, that has an addiction, that is no longer the person that you fell in love with. You have no control over their addiction, sadly. I know we wish we did. Um, so the best thing you can do is protect your dignity and allow space for them to figure their stuff out. And remember, keep remembering that the decisions, the judgments, the choices, they're not your problem. It can be super exhausting trying to change other people's minds, trying to convince them, um, suggesting, you know, different types of behaviors and choices. That is so hard. So accepting the fact that, you know what, they, the care that you're giving them is maybe going waste to waste, right? It's, it can be exhausting trying to change their minds, trying to fix and repair and heal and help. So this is one of the hardest things to realize. Oh my gosh. And I remember someone saying to me too, at one point, it's like, Andrea, just focus on you, focus on you, like change the focus to being about you. Cause I was always talking for a while there about him and his needs. And, you know, I'm so worried and this and that. So I really do highly recommend that this is a good one. Um, recognizing the fact that, you know what, they, they're not caring about you right now. Um, and so it can be really exhausting trying to care for them. So just that shift maybe will help you. It's a tough, you know, tough one to take, but um, it's, it's the reality, right? So the hardest thing is to realize that most addicts care more about themselves than you. They care more about their drug of choice. Okay, so let's move on to another one. Um, how not to care as much is to feel your feelings. So recognizing that, you know, a lot of people try not to feel. Um, they try to repress away their feelings. And um, the, the message here is that it, it's okay not to be okay. Um, negative feelings make you human. It's really important. So I know that you're probably putting on a brave face like I did. You're probably sometimes even acting like you're unaffected, but it's really important to allow yourself some time and some space just to experience your true feelings, to honor those feelings and, and offer yourself some soothing and self-compassion and um, just make space for your heart to heal. Um, so being compassionate to yourself. So the other flip side of this is the feelings. You also might be feeling quite angry, quite frustrated, quite reactive. And these emotions are sometimes very valid and very real and very common when you love someone with an addiction. Um, the turmoil that comes from that is like, it can be so frustrating. So one of the things and tools that really helped me is to zoom out the lens a little bit. And some things that you can do is refuse to react. And this is, again, going along with the trying not to care or not caring as much, um, is a method that they're recognizing that oftentimes addicts try to push buttons and they're seeking reactions from you. And it's a form of manipulation. I remember mine would um, try to pick a fight so that he could leave and go do his drugs and things like that and have a reason why he's hiding out in the garage all night. Um, so I started just not being reactive and it's called the gray stone where you just act like a gray stone. You're like, you know what? I know you're going to try and pick a fight with me, but I'm not engaging. I'm just okay, I hear what you're saying, but I'm choosing not to argue with you right now. And it's just amazing how it, you it's empowering, right? These emotions are sometimes 
so, you know, they're pushing buttons and these emotions are really strong and it's neat because you can actually try not to respond and practice being like a gray stone. And, but of course, honoring feelings because they're really important. They're telling us something. There's a reason why you're getting upset. Um, and so taking ownership too, in that moment feels really good. All right. So then another thing we can do to not care as much is stop thinking about the what ifs. In positive psychology, we call it what ifing. Um, so sometimes um, we we get caught in the what if scenarios of situations. And the thing is, you'll never really be able to know for sure what is going to happen or what could happen. So what ifing can just be stressing you out. So don't allow yourself to waste your life and your time being obsessed with, you know, the potentially disastrous thing or outcome of a situation that could happen. So focus on the good, um, focus on the most likely scenario. So there is something called um, best, worst case, best case, most likely. And then you can feel a little bit more reasonable in your what ifing. So focusing on the, you know, the, the most likely scenarios. So that's the idea is to test your thinking and talk to your worry. So instead of ruminating and stewing over things, find a healthy outlet. So I know I remember lying in bed being so stressed, like, where are you? How come you haven't texted me? It's 4.44 in the morning, like blah, 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 blah. Ruminating, what if you're in the ditch? What if you've overdosed? What if blah, 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 blah. And the list goes on, right? Ruminating, I was worrying. And so it's amazing that I had to find a healthy outlet, which for me was listening to guided meditations and deep breathing. And um, I remember even just like going to a space of just gratitude and appreciation for the good in my life and, and taking myself back to not times with my addicted loved one, but going back to times in my life that were happy and joyful. So I could have those emotions in the moment. Oh, it's so hard. Anyway, calming down, calming your nervous system down. Um, yoga is very soothing and calming in those stressful situations. So, all right. So the other thing is to stay present and mindful in the moment, and that'll help you. So you move away from not caring as much. So living in the present moment, you know, not the past um, will help feed your well-being. And some of the ways to do that, like I just said, is to find gratitude and appreciation for all the good that is around you and removing your concern and attention from the addicted loved one and bring it into a current moment and search for things to be grateful for right now in this moment. And sometimes you just want to remove yourself too from the situation entirely, from that person entirely. Uh, the other idea is to take deep breaths, is to connect to all your senses. Like, what am I feeling? What am I tasting? What am I seeing? What am I smelling? All those things, right? And so really important to fill your time by doing joyful, fun things as well and fulfilling activities and surround yourself with people that actually uplift you and that make you feel good, make you feel happy and value you. So not every person or situation is worthy of your energy all the time. So being aware that sometimes we need to pull ourselves away a little bit, create some space. We need to, you know, not care as much. Um, sometimes when you love someone with an addiction, it is so full of lying and stealing and manipulating. It's a hard pill to swallow, right? When you can think about like, they're not, they actually 
they wouldn't do everything for you. Like you would do anything for them, but it's like, they, it's not reciprocal. That's hurtful. That's hard. And so always remember you care because you are a good person. You are kind, you are loving, you are compassionate. So never think that you need to change this aspect of you. It is a strength. So I just invite you to keep caring, but also turn that level of caring onto yourself and remember that you're a good person. Look for the benefits of not caring as much. Um, and, and really sometimes the only thing that we can do is just turn the focus inward, take back our power and caring for others is a strength. Remember that, but caring too much is an invitation for exhaustion, depletion and pain. So I really invite you. I hope this, this episode really did help you. This show helped you. Um, you can take back your power and slowly start learning not to care as much with time and practice. It sounds like the craziest subject matter, but I remember it being so important to me when I was in the muck of loving someone with an addiction. So that's it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed that. And I really would suggest that, you know, write a review or um, write your comments, you know, what your main key takeaways are here um, and hit subscribe. So you'll be the first to gain access to the newest episodes that come out. I am here for you and sending you lots of hugs. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want additional support, you can head on over to my website at andreasidel.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone going through this struggle so that we can all work together to take back our lives and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes every single week so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.